Welcome to The Nonprofit Voice, a podcast series brought to you by Nonprofit Pro, the go-to resource for nonprofit management and strategy. I'm your host, New T, Editor-in-Chief of Nonprofit Pro. And in each episode, I'll be sitting down with the leaders of nonprofit organizations, the people responsible for paving the way for our sector, along with key strategy partners, the marketing, technology, and data providers who are transforming our industry. Here at the Nonprofit Voice, we will all have refreshing conversations in which we will all learn more about the convergence of nonprofit, fundraising, and technology. Hey, what's going on, everyone? Welcome back to the Nonprofit Voice. My name is New T, and I'm the Editor-in-Chief of Nonprofit Pro, and I'll be your host for today's episode. As always, thank you so much for joining us today. So I'm very honored to have two special guests waiting on the line with me today. So please join me in welcoming Liz Madrigal, Development Manager at St. Baldrick's Foundation, and Christy Fontalera, VP of Marketing for Funds to Orgs. Hey, ladies, how are you guys doing today? Hey, I'm good. Thank you for having me, New. I am doing wonderful. Thank you so much for inviting me on your podcast. Of course, of course. I'm very happy to have you both. I think this is going to be an excellent conversation. Um, But of course, before we jump into what we're going to talk about today, I wanted to get our audience more acquainted with you guys and the organizations that you work for. So, you know, let's start by some brief introductions. Tell us who you are, your role, and how you got yourself into the nonprofit industry. Liz, I'll start with you. Yeah. So, I received my master's degree in social work uh, with an emphasis in community organizing, planning, and administration, and kind of always knew I wanted to be in the non-traditional social work field, so to speak. Um, I actually started my fundraising career with St. Baldrick's right out of grad school. Um, I did venture off to a couple other opportunities, but found my way back here because of the mission that I'm so drawn to. And so since I've returned, I've been here for five years and counting, and the St. Baldrick's Foundation, you know, exists to fund the best childhood cancer research anywhere it takes place. Um, We're the largest non-government funder of kids' cancer research made possible through generous donors and selfless volunteers, and in my current role, I oversee our recruitment, retention, and fundraising strategy fundraising strategies um, and get to connect with several of our volunteers. So, you know, one of the fundraising strategies we've started to incorporate and seen grow the past few years is fundraising on Facebook. So I'm really excited to talk about this today. Fantastic. Um, And Christy, of course, tell us about yourself. Yes, thank you. So um, as you mentioned, my name is Christy and I'm the VP of Marketing at Funds2Orgs. I have been in the charitable space since a I was a kid. Um, I started volunteering at a young age and have been an active community member um, since then. And I got into marketing and social media uh, when I was in college, actually. I was working a retail job and I got in, I would say, in the ground floor of social media, you know, over a decade ago before brands, nonprofits, and other businesses were really utilizing social media as a, a marketing tool and a fundraising tool. And so now as a VP of marketing at funds orgs, I get to work with a slew of fundraising brands, uh, which are social enterprises, and I get to help nonprofit partners reach their fundraising goals and develop really awesome brand campaigns to make their impact further. 
I work for Funds to Orgs, and Funds to Orgs is a social enterprise. And what we do is we put on shoe drive fundraisers for nonprofits, schools, churches, and other fundraising groups. And we basically provide a non-traditional fundraiser that nonprofits can do any time of the year, all year long, and they can do them in conjunction with other fundraisers that they have going on because it's very creative and it doesn't cause donor fatigue because actually all they have to do is collect shoes from their community. So that's what we do at FunSorgs. And we put out a ton of resources on our website and our blog and our social media platforms. So definitely check us out if you haven't heard of us before. Excellent. I love that. Um, so as you guys can see, Liz and Christy both have a wealth of knowledge in social media. So I've invited them on the podcast, you know, to get into a deep conversation with me about Facebook fundraising. So during our conversation today, you, our audience, can look forward to hearing the basics of Facebook fundraising. We're going to talk about effective tactics for fundraising on this popular platform. We're going to talk about donor engagement practices and, of course, other Facebook tools and capabilities. So let's get into my first question. Um, Christy, I'll have you kick us off here. Let's just start with the basics and talk about what Facebook fundraising is for nonprofits. Sure. So um, Facebook calls their fundraising tools actually charitable giving tools. And there's really two parts to it. Um, there's the personal fundraisers that we see where people just fundraise for themselves. And then there are the nonprofit fundraisers. And those can be both the fund, uh, the nonprofits that are putting on fundraisers, as well as the birthday fundraisers that you see people sharing. There are a lot of different aspects to Facebook's fundraising tools, uh, but I would say some of the key ones are, one, being able to collect donations uh, from your supporters uh, and even prospective supporters and donors, and then the second is really the fundraising API, and that's where uh, you can use unique URLs to get people to donate to your nonprofit, as well as matching um, donation tools, which I think are super important for nonprofits. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with Christine and everything she said. Um, I think Facebook fundraising is just really a tool to make it easy for any nonprofit to um, make connections with, with potential donors and supporters. And, you know, just really quickly, I've heard so many stories of volunteers who say, you know, I've shared my Facebook fundraiser and someone from high school who I don't even talk to anymore donated to me. So it's just a great way to engage your network with a cause that you're passionate about. Definitely. I think uh, one of the best things about fundraising through Facebook is that it's super accessible. You know, nearly everybody's on it. Um, so Liz, in a, Facebook has its advantages and of course its disadvantages. So can you talk a little bit about each? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think the biggest advantage for nonprofits to use Facebook fundraising is that there are no fees involved for nonprofits. So 100% of each donation comes back directly to the nonprofit, you know. So again, for anyone listening um, who doesn't already know, there are no processing fees involved, which is just incredible. And I'd say the biggest advantage um, what Christy just said, you know, a few seconds ago, Facebook also offers the API connection. So essentially, you know, participants registered on our website, you know, our St. Baldrick's website could sync their participant page with a Facebook fundraiser. So it connects the two pages and allows the money raised from Facebook to reflect on the participants fundraising page on our site. 
And so this allows participants to reach more people and help them meet their goal faster. Um, I think, you know, Facebook fundraisers allow everyone to view, donate, keep track of a fundraiser on Facebook. So it's great because supporters don't ever have to leave Facebook to keep up with someone. Um, you know, I, I think another big thing is um, there are multiple ways to fundraise on Facebook. You know, what, what Christy said just a shortly ago about, you know, a personal page, a group page, and now you can add a donate button to a live feed. You know, we haven't done that, but I think that's a huge plus. And, you know, it's a platform for advertisement and awareness for any nonprofits. So I'd say those are the biggest advantages. Um, for disadvantages, I would say, you know, one of the, the biggest challenges is not being able to properly steward some of our supporters. You know, we try our best to engage with fundraisers by commenting, sometimes messaging, but building those stronger relationships can be difficult on this platform. Um, and, you know, another big challenge is someone can select their fundraiser to last, you know, a week or a month or several months, but we aren't notified when a fundraiser ends. And so, um, you know, we don't get that notification if they meet their goal either. So, you know, we try to comment at the beginning of a fundraiser, you know, when they start it, but, you know, those are some disadvantages, I would say. Um, another disadvantage might be, you know, trying to get people to visit our website it's easier for them to just stay on Facebook. And there's so much more on our website that we can feature about our mission. So we do our best to share the mission through Facebook, but that can sometimes be challenging because we don't want to put too many calls to action um, out there. And so I'd say that's some of the things I'd like to share. Great. And Christy, I know you work with um, a lot of nonprofits and, you know, social media fundraising is kind of your thing. Uh, can you share your thoughts on, yes. this, on this? Definitely. I think uh, Liz had a lot of great points. I will say that the, the biggest pro and the biggest con to Facebook fundraising is actually the peer-to-peer -peer side. So uh, what's great about it is it's super easy for brand awareness and to get your friends involved, like like Liz mentioned, getting, you know, people from your high school that you may not talk to anymore, um, you know, sharing a fundraiser and what have you. Um, so there's a lot, there's a lot of advantages in that sense, um, just in brand awareness and in gaining more followers and prospective donors. But I will say uh, the peer-to-peer -peer side of that is difficult in the sense of tracking fundraisers, like she mentioned, it's difficult to track, you know, when certain fundraisers end, especially with birthday fundraisers. And the reason I say that is because when you get maybe volunteers that are putting together birthday fundraisers and there's people donating to a specific fundraiser, the nonprofit doesn't get any of that data or information of all the people that were joining that peer-to-peer -peer fundraiser and supporting it through the birthday fundraising. So I think that is a very difficult aspect for nonprofits because they may get the, the brand awareness, but someone may donate to a birthday fundraiser or a personal fundraiser supporting your nonprofit and you will never see that data and they may never even follow you. They may just make a donation and click right through. So I think there's a, there's a pros and cons in that sense. Mm -hmm. uh, but I would say another great thing is the re-engagement aspect of it. When you get 
someone that is uh, beginning to like your page, follow your page, uh, maybe they're watching more and more of your videos, the Facebook algorithm will of course start showing more of that like content. Um, so that's very positive uh, and it allows you to re-engage them, especially if you are running ads on the platform. Mm -hmm. So you can re-engage people that uh, like your page, follow, maybe they watched three seconds of your video, 10 seconds is another popular segmentation. But uh, I think re-engagement is a very, very great tool with the Facebook fundraisers. It's also really good for lead generation. So really building your database. Uh, when you run ads as a nonprofit, you can actually build your email database through lead generation ads. And that's a great way to get people off the Facebook platform and then engage them through your email marketing and eventually, you know, turn them into hopefully a longtime donor. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> And then I would say uh, one of the other disadvantages would probably have to be um, the privacy settings, which just makes it difficult um, for you to see some fundraisers that are that people are putting on for your nonprofit because they may have a page that's fully private and they could be fundraising for you and you not ever be able to like it, comment it, or interact with uh, a person that's actually fundraising for your nonprofit. So privacy settings do make it a little bit difficult. And I think um, as we continue to see what's happening with Facebook and, and their privacy laws, that will continue to change and adjust. And, you know, we'll just have to be more vigilant um, as you're fundraising and running ads on the platform. Excellent. Those are great points. Um, and moving into our next kind of um, topic here, I think, you know, obviously there are some both advantages and disadvantages to Facebook fundraising, but I think there are a lot of advantages of it. So when nonprofits are starting a fundraising campaign or one of their supporters are starting a fundraising campaign, you know, what are your recommendations for nonprofits to fundraise on Facebook or what should they be encouraging their fundraisers to do? Liz, um, I know you guys do a good amount of Facebook fundraising over at St. Baldrick's. What's your take on this? Yeah, I think the one tactic we found to be most effective is promoting that Facebook API connection. You know, the total number of donations that came in through API versus generic fundraisers or uh, the donate button, the donate page buttons is incredible. Last year, we raised 1.3 million through Facebook API. Um, so I think that is the, you know, a great recommendation for other nonprofits to, to look into Facebook API. Um, another recommendation would be to do your own nonprofits Facebook fundraiser. We've created a few of our own and those have been really great opportunities for supporters to get involved and learn about our mission and donate. Um, so those are just a couple of recommendations that I, that I think might be helpful. Awesome. How about you, Christy? Well, I could honestly talk about <laughs> social media and <laughs> all of the platforms and tools that you can use to your advantage for hours. So I will keep this short. Uh, but I would say that um, as far as tactics go for fundraising specifically on Facebook, the biggest thing that you can do is A-B test. And uh, that's a very common term we use in marketing. And that just means that you're testing different variables. So um, if you're putting out videos that are talking about 
who your nonprofit is and what you guys do, it's super important to A-B test. Find out which videos actually get the most clicks, which ones get the most views. The same thing with the content that you put out on social media. You should find out which of your pieces gets more shares, more comments, more likes. Um, are people tagging each other in more content than, you know, versus another? I think A-B testing is the best way to handle any of your marketing and, and that goes beyond Facebook with Instagram, with your email marketing, everything. So I highly recommend, you know, if you are spending time or you are investing in someone to put together a fundraiser on Facebook that you A-B test your copy, your images, your graphics, your videos, everything. Just A-B test it all, find out which one works better. And then um, I would also say um, just a couple other tips. Um, use multiple call to actions. I see a lot of nonprofits out there that will just say, donate here, we need your help, donate here, donate here, and that's great. We know, um, you know donor fatigue is real and that there is a huge need for donations. However, um, not everyone can make that donation at that time, so you should really change up your call to actions. Maybe the call to action can be, watch our video to learn more about this story, or Maybe it's, hey, tag a friend that you think would benefit from this or share this with someone you think would appreciate, you know, the work we're doing. Don't always fall back on the donation call to action. Utilize other options, the learn more, the watch, the tag, the like, the comment, um, because all of those help with the Facebook algorithm and they will help boost your content and get more eyes on what you're doing. Um, I would also say, um, and, and this goes for any size nonprofit, it's super important to poll and survey your audience, you know, find out which of the content they like more of, um, show behind the scenes content and, um, utilize every aspect that Facebook has, um, whether that be videos or live videos or you know, just throwing up a post about uh, a behind the scenes your nonprofit is doing. I think there are a lot of people that just only put up one type of content and you should really diversify when you're putting together a campaign. Mm -hmm. And then I would say lastly, um, just post consistently and, you know, always respond to people that are commenting, sharing, or, you know, messaging in, try to be as timely as possible. And if you are, you know, a one person show or maybe you don't have a dedicated social media person for your nonprofit, it's super important to put up an auto reply message and Facebook makes that super easy in case someone is looking for more information on your nonprofit or they do want to get involved and, you know, maybe they're not super tech savvy, put up an auto reply with a link to your website and where they can go if they want to volunteer or get involved. Yeah, those are That's all it. <laughs> <laughs> those are all really great points. I think it's so important to diversify your content because, you know, every donor is different. They have different preferences on how they want to communicate with you. Um, mm -hmm. But also getting donors who comment and like, when they get a response, I think that feels extra special to them because it knows that someone's actually listening to them and they're just not talking to like a machine. <laughs> so mm -hmm. I think that's super <clears throat> important. Um, so this kind of gets into donor engagement and you know community is such an important topic right now for nonprofits because they want to make sure their donors are feeling appreciated and engaged and communicated with so 
Christy, while I have you on, how can nonprofits engage their supporters on Facebook? What are some good tactics for them and how can they, they encourage their fundraisers to engage their friends and family and community online? Yes. So I think uh, what I mentioned before, definitely diversifying the call to actions will help um, as far as getting your posts and your content to reach further beyond who you have following you. Um, and then again, the uh, Facebook stories is a great place to poll and survey your audience. It's also, if it's not something you've currently done, it's a great way to kind of get more eyes on what you guys are doing. Maybe you put up a post uh, in the morning and to your story, you share that later in the afternoon and you follow it up with a quiz or a poll on something that's going on. Uh, another great thing is if you were putting together, um, obviously right now, most nonprofits aren't putting together very large events. Some are doing hybrid events, maybe some are virtual. Um, utilizing the countdown stickers and Facebook stories is a great way um, to let people know, hey, we have something coming up. If you didn't check out our Facebook page, look at this. Facebook stories, much like your Facebook feed, they rank differently and some people are watching more stories rather than their feed. Uh, and the same goes for you know their other platform, Instagram as well. Some people watch more stories rather than uh, feed content. So I think surveys are super important, diversifying your call to actions, um, and then also getting them off of Facebook. Obviously, Facebook is a very, a very powerful tool, but the ultimate goal is to get them off Facebook and to get them to engage with the stuff that's on your website or even just collecting their email address so you can follow up with them later. So um, utilizing Facebook to, to get that email address or phone number, or whoever they may be, so you can continue that interaction offline is super important. Great. Um, all right, so Liz, I know you mentioned earlier how St. Paul's Jerks is doing its best to engage with their supporters um, and their donors and responding to them on Facebook. Well, um, are there any other tactics that you're doing over at the organization? Yeah, I think, you know, liking, commenting, and what Christy said was I just spot on about resharing our content, you know, tagging a friend. But I think we're starting to create different hashtags and we've seen more success on Instagram, but we're still working on it for Facebook. Um, we also encourage our supporters to update their profile pictures with, um, you know, the frames that we've added to Facebook or their cover photos. And, you know, we've also created a group for our volunteer organizers to keep them updated on event plans. So we have a little bit more fun in this area. We, we share memes to remind them that like, we're actually, you know, having fun when fundraising for a serious cause. And then in this group, we also create units, which are like folders within a computer to make it easy for them to search for something. But I think, you know, just engaging with, with different, um, supporters in any way that you can, but I'd say, you know, meeting them where they're at. So, you know, if it's on Facebook, encourage them to do the, the best that they can there. And, you know, if it's, if they're trying to reach out and go to your website, reach out to them there, but we are doing our best to be responsive to messages that we get and to comment, to like, and then encourage people to reshare content. So I love that. I really like the part where you said 
of you sharing means of you guys having fun. I think that's really important. It shows some um, camaraderie within the organization. And I think it's important for donors to see that. And it's not just, you know, a job, like a nine to five job for you guys. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think we, you know, we are such a fun organization for a very serious cause. And so I think it's great to, to reflect that. But yeah. Excellent. Um, all right. So Krista, you mentioned Instagram earlier, and I would love to dive into some other tools that Facebook offers. So can you talk a little bit more first about Facebook advertising and then Instagram, you know, especially with Instagram, can you give our listeners today some advice or some pointers on how they can, you know, market their, their organization? So um, I think obviously not a lot of nonprofits have very large advertising budgets and social media can be one of those tricky things when you're, you're starting to invest some of your marketing budget into the digital space. So I'd like to go back to my point about AB testing. One of the best things that you can do before investing large sums of money, however large that may be, you should always AB test. There are two types of ads that you can create. Um, <clears throat> in your Facebook ads manager. And you know, once you have a professional profile or a, a business nonprofit profile, you can start running ads. And those two types of ads that you can create are one, boosting ads. You, you may see that if, if you're already an established nonprofit, you may see that you can easily boost an ad. Facebook wants you to do this because they want you to spend money on their platform. The other type is creating an ad. Um, and that's a, usually an ad with a call to action, and that is done physically in the Facebook ads manager. Um, I will, you know, say be wary of just boosting random content that you post on your nonprofit. I say that only because it, it becomes very easy to just, you know, throw $20 on a post here or $100 uh, on a video here to kind of get more video views. I do think all of that is super important because obviously you want to get more eyes on your content and your nonprofit's mission. But if you are gonna spend any money boosting ads, um, I would say the most important thing is to ensure that your copy is clear and concise, uh, especially if, if the, the video or the content that you made is already pre-produced and it's scheduled on a software or what have you. Make sure you, before you go and boost it, that you make sure your copy makes sense uh, and that your call to action is very obvious whether that be donate, learn more, watch this, that kind of thing. And then I will say, if you are going to be boosting posts, uh, be sure to boost posts that are already getting engagement and video views and shares. Um, you don't want to go put out a video that's not really getting any content. I'm sorry, not getting any engagement and you're just spending money on it because you're trying to get more people to see it because it's a very important cause. If no one's interacting with it, then you don't want to just throw money at it to try to get it more engagement. <clears throat> okay, next, um, I will say uh, when you're creating an ad for uh, in the Facebook Ads Manager, there's multiple marketing objectives that you can do. Um, new, you might need to do a whole thing on Facebook ads for nonprofits, <laughs> but there are multiple marketing objectives. They can be uh, brand awareness. Uh, they can be traffic that's driving people to a specific landing page on your website. Maybe it's your donation page or what have you. Um, it can be engagement that's getting more likes, maybe getting page likes, that kind of thing. 
And then there's also video views, lead generation and conversions. So there is a ton of marketing objective options that you can do when you're creating ads on Facebook for your nonprofit. Uh, and beyond that, there's other things to think about, which is your audience, the placement of the ad and all of that. Mm -hmm. I will say again, it's super important to A-B test anything. Um, and Facebook makes it really easy for you to A-B test your ads before you start spending a lot of money on that. And then you can actually find out which ad or which creative, maybe it's a carousel of photos or maybe it's a video. I will say typically videos tend to do better, but <clears throat> use the A-B tool inside the ads manager, find out which, which ad's gonna perform better and then run the winning ad because you know it's already gonna get more engagement, it's already gonna get more shares and what have you. Okay, that's it for ads. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, I'm, I think that's super important and you know, I had no idea how much went into Facebook ads and I didn't know they had that many capabilities, so I think I might have to do a Facebook ads um, podcast episode um, dedicated just to that. Yes, okay, so let's talk about um, Instagram. Um, I'm just gonna say as far as social media trends go, um, Instagram really is becoming a lot larger pl platform for nonprofits of any size. Um, I see everything from, you know, local community centers and botanical gardens to, you know, St. Baldrick's and, you know, the Humane Society International, all, all sorts of nonprofits on Instagram as a platform. Um, so I think uh, there's a lot of opportunity for growth there for nonprofits. And then, like Liz was saying, there's there's fun stories and stickers that you can utilize on the Instagram stories, which makes it really easy to engage with your donors and prospective supporters. Um, as far as trends go for Instagram, um, I would say charity hashtags are becoming really big. So if your nonprofit doesn't know which hashtags there are a ton of free tools out there. You can research hashtags that are related to what you do. Take a look at your followers and find out which hashtags they're sharing so that you can get in on that and get your content seen by more people that are like your current donors and followers. Um, and then the next big thing for Instagram for nonprofits is going to be Reels. Reels uh, came out last year and it's basically... Instagram's version of TikTok, they're short videos under 30 seconds. And um, I've seen a few nonprofits kind of jump in on there and start making their own reels, but it's really just quick content. And there's a ton of things that you can do in there from behind the scenes to, you know, introducing, you know, members of your, your executive board or your volunteers or meeting people that are actually benefiting from what your nonprofit does. So there's a lot of a lot of different type of content that you can make with Instagram stories, reels, and so forth. Yeah, Instagram definitely has a lot of capabilities from just posts, stories, reels. Um, there's a lot going on there. There's a lot going on, <laughs> and I feel like they're constantly coming out with stuff. And there's so many people on it, and it's continuing to go up and up. It's a very active social platform. Yeah. Um, so Liz, I want to look you in here because I know St. Baldrick's is doing really awesome things over Instagram. I know you guys have a pretty big following and you share some incredible stories, um, from your volunteers, from the people, um, who you actually help 
where the donations go toward. So can you talk a little bit more about your strategy? You know, I think you just want to make sure that your CTA, your call to action is clear and concise. And we try not to confuse our audience. So we like to include, you know, swipe up features on Instagram stories so that they can visit our site. We also include Linktree. So we have different, um, so when we do a post, we'll include, you know, look at the link in our bio to learn more and then people can click on that link tree so that it'll then direct them to whatever topic they're interested in. But, you know, Instagram is a tool that we're looking to grow our following and Again, I would say the biggest thing is that hashtags really help your page become more discoverable and, you know, just keeping uh, your copy short and straight to the point. You know, sometimes we have some longer stories, but, or longer copy captions, but I think overall trying the different testing, you know, whether it be including the hashtags in the current caption or all the way at the very bottom. Those are some ideas. Yeah, I really, um, I think the link in bio and then also putting the swipe up in the stories is an excellent way for donors or potential donors to learn more about your organization if they were interested. Um, I know when I am exploring new brands or new organizations, the first thing I do is see if there is a link in their bio um, in case I want to learn more. So I think that's super important for nonprofits to have um, if they choose to be active on Instagram. I know there's like an explosion of social media platforms out there and uh, some nonprofits might struggle with trying to find which ones like are a good fit for them. So mm -hmm. we've talked about some great stuff today on Facebook fundraising and on Instagram. Um, Liz, if there's one piece of advice that you could give to our listeners listening in today from our conversation, what would it be? I would say, you know, create short tutorials, videos, or how-to guides for any supporters so that they can see how easy it is to fundraise on Facebook for your mission. And I would say definitely look into that Facebook API connection. But those are, that's the advice I would give to other nonprofits. Awesome. And Chrissy, I feel like I know what you're going to say, but what is your one piece of advice? <laughs> oh my gosh, no, I don't have one. Can I give you multiple? <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> okay, so um, I'll, I'll, I'll say I've got uh, one extra piece of advice that Liz reminded me of regarding Instagram. Um, I highly recommend, she mentioned that they're writing longer captions uh, for Instagram. I highly recommend that if your nonprofit hops onto Instagram use the long form captions. They kind of become like mini blog posts, especially if you have stories to tell. So I highly recommend that for Instagram. And then I have just three other quick things. The first is um, segmentation. Um, obviously most nonprofits will segment their donor base out. Um, the same thing can be said with finding out which social media platform they came to you. Uh, whether they came on through Facebook or Instagram, you know, whenever you connect with them or maybe you're surveying them, find out which social media platform they came on because that'll tell you guys, you know, where you're getting more of that engagement and interaction. The next thing, um, once you become a, a business or professional profile as a nonprofit on either Facebook or Instagram, I highly recommend utilizing their analytics and insights 
there is an, a whole plethora of information in there that is going to really tell you where people are coming from, what they're interacting with the most, and that will help you build your content better as well as the strategy that you put together moving forward. Uh, most nonprofits have, you know, common fundraising KPIs, things like donor growth year over year or average gift size or even your donor retention rate. But there are also social media fundraising KPIs um, and basic ones can be engagement, reach, the donor conversions, you know, how many impressions is it taking you to convert someone into a donor, things like that. Those are all KPIs that you can easily measure once you, you set up your Instagram and your Facebook for a professional. And then my last piece of advice, I'm so sorry, new. My last piece of advice is if your nonprofit is getting tagged on Facebook or Instagram, whatever platform it may be, reach out to them, thank them, you know, whatever they may be doing, thank them and ask them if you can use their content. That is something called UGC, which stands for user generated content. And this is very popular with brands. What it does is it creates third party validation. And this works whether you're a small nonprofit or a large nonprofit, people like to see other people giving and what they're getting involved in. So if someone is tagging you and interacting with you, you know, reach out to them, find out if you can use that content, find out if you, they can send you, you know, the high quality version of it. So you don't have to screenshot it, get their permission, and then go through and repurpose that on your social media platforms. Yeah, I love that. The user generated <laughs> content is such a great way to not only engage your supporters who are already supporting you, but also show like potential supporters, like, Hey, look, look, this is our community. These are the type of people who are supporting us. Um, and it just gives them yeah. a lens into what the organization is all about, which I think is excellent. So that about wraps it up for today's episode. I want to thank our listeners for listening in on today's podcast and joining us in this wonderful conversation. Um, and of course, Liz and Christy, it's been an absolute pleasure having you both on. And I've had so much fun talking to you about Facebook fundraising. So thank you so much for joining me today on the Nonprofit Voice and sharing your insights. Thank you for having me, New. And thank you to the whole Nonprofit Pro team. I love everything that you guys do, whether it's digitally or it's printed. So thank you for having me. Thank you, New. It was an honor to be part of today's podcast, and we are fans of the Nonprofit Pro, so thank you so much. Oh, thank you so much. That's so good to hear, because I'm both a fan of your organizations, too. Um, <laughs> so I'm so glad to hear that the feeling is mutual. <laughs> All right, so on behalf of Nonprofit Pro, we will see you on the next episode of the Nonprofit Voice. Have a great day. Thank you so much for joining us. We look forward to seeing you on the next episode of The Nonprofit Voice. You can listen to more episodes of The Nonprofit Voice at nonprofitpro.com slash podcast slash the hyphen nonprofit hyphen voice. And remember, for your convenience, you can stream any and all episodes of The Nonprofit Voice on iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify.